What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, November 17th, here in uh, sunny Phoenix. It was 92 degrees today, which is crazy. I don't think it's ever been 92 degrees in November in Phoenix. That's what my coworkers were telling me. And so, but I'm not surprised. It was like 100 degrees for like 100 days straight. When I say that, I'm not fucking kidding. And I don't even know if it was 100 degrees. Like, I think it was 110 degrees for 100 days straight. It was crazy. I survived somehow. I don't have AC in my car because, well, I just don't want to fix it. I have like a five minute commute to work and I would just go do shit in the evenings and just roll my windows down. So, I don't know. I just didn't want to work on my AC because I've just been constantly working on my car for the past couple months. So, that's that. But honestly, I like working on my car. It's a lot of fun. I'm not going to lie. It's frustrating. Sometimes I want to just burn it and get some insurance money, but I won't do that because it's not honest. And uh, yeah, last time I was working on my car, I just cut my hand open. I looked like a little emo boy. It was kind of funny, honestly, but not really because my hand was just fucked up for like a week straight. It's still kind of fucked up. But I don't know. If you work on cars, just expect to get cancer from all the chemicals and uh, yeah, that's that, but definitely it's worth it because being self-sufficient is everything. That's all I want to say about that. That's not all I want to say. I have a lot to say, and it's just going to come to me, all right? That video I was watching earlier sounded pretty dramatic. That's because it was. It was an uh, XB-70 Valkyrie. It was a bomber prototype that the U.S. had built in... I don't actually don't know when they built it. It must have been, like, the late 60s. It was it's around the same time they were building the... Uh, SR-71 Blackbird, but the XB-70 Valkyrie was also a uh, Mach speed airplane. I think it was like Mach 2.5 it went. It might have even gone Mach 3, but its initial or its intended use was to be a nuclear bomber, but they decided a Mach speed nuclear bomber wasn't what they needed. They needed a stealth one, and I'm pretty sure that's where the B-2 came in play. B-2 is also an amazing plane. We still use that plane today in its newer configuration, the B-21 Raider, because it's extremely stealth and its payload is unreal because it's just a huge fucking flying wing. So it can hold a ton of weight, you know? Drop bombs in the name of freedom. Oh yeah, just kidding. I don't like war. And uh, we should do everything to avoid war, but great economies come out of war as we've seen with the u.s if we didn't have world war ii the u.s would not be a superpower so don't quote me on that but what i really want to talk about today is corporations and how everyone hates corporations which personally to me doesn't make a lot of sense i understand that corporations amass huge amounts of wealth and intellectual property and uh all like just real estate everything they're just a huge conglomerate with hundreds and thousands of people that work for them generally and uh yeah they play a little game in politics you know they got lobbying money and stuff like that but that's business we live in a capitalist society i don't know why you guys pretend like this is a surprise to you but if you guys don't want to live in capitalist society you should start supporting corporations because honestly i think corporations are the future of socialism if i'm going to be completely honest um you know when you work for a corporation you have your health care benefits you have a retirement plan 
you have a host of other benefits depending on the corporation. And uh, I think that's a great thing. Like all wrapped up in your pay, they spread out all of that between all the employees. And so they do it much better than the government could ever do it. So we need to start talking about modern day socialism and corporations because in a country like America, who says we can't have a choice between living in a socialist society and living in a capitalist society, right? If you want to subscribe to socialist ideas, go work for a corporation that has those type of ideas. And it doesn't even have to have those ideas. You work for a corporation just because you like it and because all the benefits from it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that because that is honestly, that is a great thing. I work for a corporation and uh, we have a gym there, you know. We have a cafe that's almost finished, right? I got food there that I can buy. Uh, I've got all my 401k and everything wrapped up into it. I have stock options. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. I used to say fuck the corporate world all the time, and I still do just for shits and gigs. But corporations are the future of socialism. I'm saying it right here, right now, and that's what it's like in China, right? I mean, they got fucking communism there. And they actually have an interesting political setup over there, especially with corporations, right? Because if your corporation is state-owned, you have a 0% tax bracket. But if it's not, you have a much, much higher tax bracket. And we could do something similar, right? Where if corporations offer certain benefits at a specific prices or whatever, specific pay deductions from your, um, from your paycheck, then they get... Uh, tax deductions, right? Because then the government isn't picking up the slack for people that don't have health care, and they don't have to subsidize as much for health care. Instead, you have all these profits and all this stuff that's vested into the their system, and so and it's it still keeps private sector of uh, health care, which I think honestly is a win-win-win, right? I mean, maybe not for the government because they just want to skim money off the top of the economy and say, ha ha, fuck you, guess what? Taxation is theft. It always will be. I'll always say it. There's better ways to do it. And they know that, but they're greedy sons of bitches. And you guys need to understand that, all right? All those career politicians, they're all greedy sons of bitches, right? If you're in the Senate, or not the Senate, I don't even know. But I don't know if you're in the House of Representatives. You make a hundred and like eighty grand a year, right? And then after that, you make 150 grand a year in your retirement, right? Even if you only serve for a single term, right? You serve for two years in the House of Reps, you get $180,000 a year. And then after that, you get $150,000 a year for retirement. You really think they're fucking public servants? Hell no, all right? We need to fucking expose this more. That's all I'm trying to say. So, that is that. Um... I hate to put China in a light where it's like, oh, we should follow them, but I honestly think it's a good system where the state doesn't tax the corporations as much because they're taking care of the people. But they don't really take care of their people over there because how do you take care of over a billion people, honestly? It just doesn't make sense. And with that many people that close, it's just a breeding ground for horrible, horrible bacteria and viruses. It's just, it's just, that's too much population and that little of a country or not that little that big of a country but in that sort of density that they are in generally but i don't know india prob I th india definitely has a way denser population but they just do things right over there you know they eat right they're just pretty zen you know they uh 
They got that meditation down. I, I really like a lot of the Eastern philosophy, especially in India. And uh, I work with a lot of Indians, and it is very pleasant. They're some of the best people that I have ever got the chance to work with. They're just always very happy. They're always trying. They're always trying to help you out. Like they're always, they're very communal. You know, they try to help me out all the time. They're always giving me advice, good advice at that. I get shitty advice all the time. And uh, if you get shitty advice from people constantly, don't talk to them. That's all I want to say. If you have people in your life that don't engage you, and they don't enrich your life, just don't be around them. That's as simple as it is. Just brush them away, push, push, fan them away, whatever. Get them out of your life, all right? Hopefully Darwinism will take care of them. Just kidding, that's fucked up, but I do not take that back. I'm gonna let that stand. So, that's that. Indian people are great. And uh, honestly, I think the next superpower is going to be India because China is just constantly trying to fuck with the U.S. I don't know why. I don't know why they need to fuck with the U.S. Like, they have a billion people there. Can they not skim money off their own people? Oh, wait. They already have. All right. You hear Alex Jones talk about that place? Like the Gamera's? You know what a Gamera is? Yeah, it's a human-animal hybrid. And we are not going to fucking go down that rabbit hole. I am not even going to begin. So. Where were we? I had some questions come in about some things that people wanted me to talk about. So I'm going to read some off. Oh, one of the questions was about Elon Musk and Neuralink. Uh, Neuralink seems like a pretty cool concept, you know? It's a brain... It's like some sort of... Uh, it's like a brain supplement, almost. Like, it basically makes your mind more efficient. I'm not exactly sure how it works. I know it works on, like, your neural impulses and stuff like that. It uh, engages part of your brain, depending on what you need it for, whatever. And that's what we call the mark of the beast, is that right there. Just kidding. That's a little dramatic, but... I could see that being the mark of the beast. You give up, what, all your privacy and all of your uh, integrity for this biochip to do something that we already already can do, right? If you want to speed up some sort of, uh, what do you call it, neurological process, or if you want to go inside your head or your subconscious and figure out some sort of trauma... There's ways you can do that. There's people around the world that can heal you in just amazing ways. I have someone that's very close to me that does uh, healing, especially a lot of brain work. And it's manual therapy. It's not like energy work. And uh, it is some of the most amazing work you will ever experience. Like, I'm not kidding. It is just, it will fix you 100% of the time. I say that with great confidence. 100% of the time, you will be fixed from this manual therapy. And uh, maybe I will get on the podcast with them and uh, have them talk about that because uh, I can't really go into too much depth into it. I would like you guys to hear about this in a much better setting and become very educated on it because I think everybody should hear about this type of healing. And so, but yeah, Neuralink, it's like a shortcut almost. And when you have a shortcut, you give up part of your soul. That sounds dramatic, but you really do. Like... You give up all of this, you give up your normal mental process in the name of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I, I'm totally blanking right now, but you give up, 
you give up your normal mental process for something that's a lot easier than fixing yourself, right? Because we've seen ways that people can go into their subconscious and go into their subconscious and address certain mental illnesses and stuff like that, right? We have uh, psychedelics, right? Mushrooms, LSD. You have other stimulants that can be good for it, like Molly. I don't really subscribe to the whole Molly thing. I'm not exactly sure the philosophy behind using Molly to fix trauma, but I would love to see them study it because if the more treatment there is for things like this, the better it is. And uh, if you guys are out there, I want you to, to do your own research before you try to do, do these things on yourself, whether it be psychedelics or Molly. And I'm not going to call Molly a psychedelic. I know a lot of people do, but it's not. It's just, it, it just, I've, I've never done like enough of it that I could tell you honestly, but there's no way that it could be in the same realm as say LSD or mushrooms or like DMT. So Neuralink, I don't think we should, re I don't think we should really start messing with that. I think we need to explore the channels we have already to address mental health. And, uh, I mean, it could be cool, right? If, I don't know, if you're on Mars or something and you're, you, you need it to stimulate part of your brain that isn't being stimulated, whether it be like, uh, the social part of your brain, right? Because if you're on, if you're in, an, in a place like that where you are just completely uh, disconnected from the earth and disconnected from the hive mind, it might be helpful. Like, it honestly very well could be, and I'd love to see them use it for things like that, but I think using it for mental health is not going to be good because, I mean, it could be, but I, I, I just think there's way better avenues for that. So... Elon Musk, if you're listening, which you're probably not, uh, you should definitely take this into take this into consideration. But what do I know? I'm 20 years old. I'm still just a fucking kid. So that's that's what I think about Neuralink. And uh, I also had another question about the uh, Mustang, the new the Mach E 1400, the crazy one that RTR built, right? I think it's pretty badass. It's got a, it's got like seven motors or something, and uh, it it's it's really cool because it uses a differential to split the torque, versus like just using direct drive. That uh, is what I've seen a lot of the electric cars use. I th I think the differential is way better because then you can just swap out the gears for a shorter or taller gear ratio, and. Uh, you can either go really, really fucking fast, or you can have that short gear ratio if you're just... It's like it's it's very configurable, I think. And they have those motors in in line, right? So all that torque multiplies. When you have multiple motors on a shaft like that, the torque just multiplies on the shaft. Like uh, GM, they have a transmission that they used in their hybrid Suburbans and hybrid Tahos and their hybrid Silverados, which they they should have 
they should have sold a lot more of those and they could have sold a lot more of those if they would have refined it a little more but i've driven a couple of those they're very very cool to drive definitely amazing technology the transmission is bulletproof as far as what i've seen like online and stuff people absolutely love them and they still have a great tow rating and it's it's that same principle right they got multiple electric motors that are uh on a on a single shaft that is it's multiplying torque and it's a really cool concept right they got they got like three motors i think with planetary gears in between them and then a clutch pack that connects the um the the ga the gas motor to the transmission so it can kind of split that power depending on depending on a lot of things hybrids are pretty complex especially when you get into transmissions but I think that's a great approach to it, especially for heavy-duty stuff like a Suburban or a Silverado. And I know they use it on a lot of buses because it's an Allison transmission. GM is, or Allison is a GM's arm for transmissions, and they do some pretty genius stuff. I'm not gonna lie. And that is definitely that that especially is them really putting on their thinking caps. That's some great technology in that transmission. So. What else? Oh, all those new Porsche concepts that Porsche released. I don't know if you guys saw them. Oh my god. I love Porsche so much. They have the absolute best everything. They have the best design, technology. It, they're just amazing cars. They know how to build road cars so well. And they know how to build race cars so well. Their racing heritage is so rich. But these concept cars they just released from their design studio, right? You have that... Uh, 919 road car oh, it is beautiful it looks so good i wish automakers would start putting out more le mans prototype style road cars like you have aston martin that did it and that valkyrie holy shit that thing is sexy and you have uh who else is doing it toyota's doing it with their i can't remember what that thing's called but it's kind of an lmp style look like lmp looking uh, road car and they're gonna use it in the hypercar class and I think I think Porsche might do that they might actually build that excuse me they might actually build that 919 hybrid road car and then put it into the Le Mans hypercar class because in Le Mans hypercar you have to have a certain amount of uh, road cars that you build if you want to enter that class and that's going to be the top tier for the endurance racing here in the next year or so if it comes to fruition uh they were kind of skeptical on doing that racing series because there wasn't a lot of entries you had like toyota and you had aston martin that had built cars that they said would be able to compete and uh i think was it Pe i think peugeot was doing a car they're a french automaker for everyone that's listening in America, which is everyone on listening to this podcast currently, but they've got some very interesting racing, racing things. But yeah, those are the Porsche concepts, and they had the 960. I, th I think it was called. It was their four-door supercar-looking design study that eventually morphed into the Taycan. And oh my God, it looks so good. It is so is beautiful like the proportions are just perfect they are perfect and i wish they would honestly take that design and uh 
make it into a true like four-door hyper or yeah four-door hypercar like what koenigsegg is doing with the gamera that gamera is honestly so pretty too car design is just getting better and better except for <laughs> i hate i hate to say this but except for mclaren i wish mclaren would do a little bit better looking road cars they're i don't think they're gonna age well except for the p1 the p1 is just ungodly i love that car but i think mclaren is kind of lacking on that design like i was reading this article too one of the the p1's designer actually he was talking about how he thinks they're lacking and i think he's a little bit biased because he did a couple cars for them and they took all of that design language and basically just copied it on the rest of their models as they were coming out which any automaker would do but i don't think he works for them anymore so he's probably just salty that he doesn't get the money but i mean when you're a car designer that that's that's that big you're living the dream you're already making a fucking ton of money you get to see all your designs everywhere constantly because a p1 everyone loves that car people are going to take pictures so i'm sure he gets plenty of affirmation just from seeing people love that car and he designed the mp4 12c which I think is definitely the best looking modern supercar. I I will stand by that. I really like it's the first time I saw an MP4 12C, I fell in love instantly. And if you have the money, I would go buy one right now cuz you can get them for like 90 grand and uh they're they're just going to age so well and people are just going to want to buy them because McLaren's going to become it, McLaren already has become such a healthy brand. They make great cars. They're just they're just lacking in design, I think. 720S is pretty good, but like the five the five series or five seventies series, it's just it's alright. The GT I don't know it the GT doesn't even know what it's what it what it's doing. Like it it the design just looks confusing to me. Like it's supposed to be a GT, right? A Grand Tour. You're supposed to be able to eat up miles. But it looks like a supercar. But then it looks soft. Like, it's just, it could, it could have definitely been a lot more GT-ish. Because it already has the proportions of a sports car. So they need to put that design, they need to put that effort into the design, I think. But, that's my thoughts on McLaren currently. So, they could change definitely, but they've got their headquarters up for sale. I don't know why they're doing that, but they probably just spent too much on their headquarters, honestly. It's like this huge yin and yang. There's a lake that's one side of it, and the building is the other side. It's a really great-looking building, very contemporary, especially for McLaren. Like I think it's perfect for them, but they just spent too much money on it is probably why they want to sell it. They should have not built that for another, I don't know, another 10 years when the brand is a lot more matured. But McLe they can do whatever they want. They're British. They they're not going to listen to anyone. That's just generally how British car people are. So, yeah, another car I have been following and been in love with lately is th the latest generation M6. I'm not exactly sure the generation code on it for my BMW boys, but... Uh, they had a manual version for the U.S. market, and uh, they, I th like, the Grand Coupes, which I think are the best-looking ones, it should be a four-door, it's a big car, 
the Grand Coupes, they made 103 manual versions. I shouldn't even be telling you guys this because I do not want anyone to know about this car. If you're listening to this podcast and you're into cars, please do not <laughs> let people know about these cars because I want to be able to buy one while they're still a normal price, right? And I saw one go on Bring a Trailer recently for like 45 grand. And it was in great condition. It had the competition package. It had the mat. It was manual. It was the one I wanted, or the one I want. I'm, I'm always gonna want it. But it was the manual competition package. It had tan interior. It was a proper looking car. The only thing it didn't have was the Bang and Olufsen sound system, which I'm sure the sound system in it still is great. And uh, yeah, but it went for forty-five grand. Honestly, that I think that's a hundred thousand dollar car, because of how rare it is. That specific one with the competition package, they made twenty-three of twenty-three, and literally that's just for the U.S. market. You cannot get a manual version in any other market in any part of the world. They just didn't make them because they figured the U.S. would buy them. And guess what? We fucking didn't, which is sad. And that's why they're not making manual cars because people won't buy them. So if you have the money and you're buying a new car, buy something that's manual so all the enthusiast options can survive. Yeah, on Bring a Trailer, this one goes for 45 And everyone in the comments is confused as to why it's going for so cheap. But then, obviously, they don't have the money because a bunch of dudes commenting on cars they can't buy. But if I had the money, I would have easily bought that for forty-five grand. I would pay sixty for it if I had to, because those cars are just—they're gonna become so valuable. Like it's gonna have the same hype that the OG E30 M3 had in like what ten, fifteen years, maybe even less. If they start phasing out gasoline cars, which hopefully they don't, because that would just—that'd be sad and it would be wrong. But. 10 15 years it could be easily worth a hundred thousand dollars so if you're looking to buy a car for like 40 to 60 grand you should definitely try to find a manual m6 if you can find one they're very few and far between they made 103 of the grand coupes for the u.s i don't know about the convertible or the coupe but they're probably the same numbers so buy one if you can they're the next a super hyped rare bmw especially a contemporary one and the design's beautiful they look so good they're just long slender low roof line it's just a great car honestly one of the best cars bmw's ever made in my opinion and uh, i've actually driven one before when i was in la uh if you're a cop please close your ears or pretend like you've never heard this but it was like 2 in the morning, and my brother's friend, he's like, yeah, I've got an M6, because we were talking about 911s. He's like, I've got an M6. You want to go drive it? I was like, of course I do. Like, throw me the keys right the fuck now. So we go down. It was black on black. It wasn't manual. I wish it was. If it was manual, I would have. that would have been the time of my life. But just like you get in that car, and that thing's business. It's a, it's a pretty big car, but you it, you it really sinks around you. And we just get on the freeway, put it in Sport Plus mode, or whatever the suspension stiffens up all that jazz and i just floor it and we're just cooking like i don't remember going under 100 on the freeway because it's two in the morning and there was no one out in la so of course i'm gonna go fast and uh we came up on one i don't remember exactly what for what uh freeway it was because i'm not super familiar with la but we come up on a freeway and he just like push it and i pushed all the way up 
to 155 and that's where the limiter is at and then i just brought it back down i was like holy shit like those cars are fast they are fast and bmw definitely underrates the power on them they say like 560 for the normal one it's probably around 600 the competition i don't even want to guess it's probably around 630 they're they're great cars i could go on and on about them but i won't because you guys don't want to hear just about cars so that is that. I don't remember if I had any other questions from people. I'm going to double, I don't know. But yesterday, or Monday, wait, yeah, that was yesterday, I bought an RV. Uh, it's a Coachman Leprechaun, I think it's called. It's a 1985. It's got a Ford 460 in it. Totally bulletproof motor, so I'm glad I don't have to worry about that. I'll probably start, well, I am going to start fixing it up. And uh, I'm going to make it self-sustainable where I've got solar, a huge battery pack on it, so I can, like, park it anywhere and have the air conditioner running 24-7 because guess what? It's 100 degrees here all the time. Like I said, it was 90 degrees here this morning. Or not this morning, today, which is crazy because it's November. So, And uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. I hope all of you guys celebrate Thanksgiving because it's a great holiday. You get together with your family or your friends and you eat, you feast, and you reflect on the beauty of this country and its humble origins. People say it's wrong because it taught, like, Native Americans genocide, all that stuff, but that was the past. And uh, we we can't let such a horrific thing ruin a holiday and i'm not saying i'm not trying to be racist at all because i mean you guys know i mean not all you guys know this i'm i'm native american so i come i have an interesting perspective on this but we don't know all the truth about that we don't know exactly the cultural values of that day between both cultures because these cultures had never been together and the fact that they came together for a feast like that was amazing they were basically aliens to each other, right? You had all this English, old English culture, and you had Native American culture, which is very, I don't want to say primitive, but it's more its more in touch with nature versus, like, uh, modern rhetoric and all that stuff, you know? They were living off the land. They were using the resources in the most efficient way possible. They had a lot of very amazing farming techniques, hunting techniques, they were at one with the land. They kept it very sustainable and beautiful. And they lived free. They hunted. They were gathering berries. They really lived some of the most free life. And I think that's why this country has so much of that free spirit. Because it's not the people here. It's the actual land. This land carries that spirit from hundreds of years of uh, native occupation. And... Uh, I, I hope we can we can learn from them a lot more than we have and learn to be in tune with our spirit and uh, learn to be in tune with our diets and uh, and the earth, whether it be farming it or using it for spiritual purposes. It, I, I recommend you guys do some research on Native Americans because is very very cool people and uh i think i'm going to end this podcast right here sorry it's not very long 
We didn't get to talk about a ton of stuff. But it's 11.20. I gotta wake up early. I really wish I would have done this earlier, but I passed out and had the craziest dream. Like, I was literally trapped inside my dream, right? I knew it was a dream, but I didn't know for sure, so I was doing the craziest stuff. Like, I was in this, uh, I was in this supermarket, and I, it's like my, uh, what do you call it? I guess my neurosis kind of broke, and I was like, or not neurosis, psychosis broke, and I was like, whoa, 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 like, I'm in a dream, like, I don't even remember coming here, like, I've never seen the supermarket in my life, and I was doing random things in there, like, taking stuff off the shelves and throwing it on the ground, like, talking shit to people, and uh, everything was just normal but me, and so I'm like, maybe I'm not in a dream, and I'm just making myself look silly, and I was just so, I was just walking around confused, and I remember walking out into my car and getting in the car with a couple friends, and, uh, and I still was like, this is a dream, like, I know this is a dream, and I was driving around, like, looking at the scenery, and it was all normal, but I was just like trapped there in this dreamscape and like I didn't know how to not wake up but like understand that experience it's just it was one of the one of the most interesting dreams I've ever had and uh I'll probably be thinking about it a while because honestly it kind of fucked me up like, I woke up, and I was like, whoa. Like, if I can be deceived that easily from a world that my mind created, then... What the... F like, it was just... It was heavy, kind of. It was it was very heavy, so... I urge you all to really try your best to understand your dreams as well. And, uh see what your subconscious hides because there's a lot you can learn from it there's a lot you can take from it and uh, if you don't have dreams you better start figuring out how you can have dreams whatever medication you're taking whatever weed you're smoking cut it i'm not saying cut it out but like use less or something like that so you can't have dreams because they sort out so much your mental process and they they really expose the psychosis of your waking life. So, on that note, keep dreaming. I love you guys. You guys are the greatest for listening to this podcast. I truly value you guys for this because I want to enrich your lives. So, as always, let me know how you like this. And, uh, yeah, keep being creative and keep dreaming.